Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we're talking about The Little Mermaid, which is the latest in Disney's live-action remakes of their animated classics. The original Little Mermaid, which came out in 1989, was a, uh, a pivotal Disney movie, I would say, in my childhood. Um, certainly was always one of my favorites. And then having a young sister who watched it probably once a day for an entire year, um, you know, definitely got really, really familiar with it, um, with all the songs, the story and everything. And so it's always been, as far as their animated movies go, probably top three for me. Um, it's just a great, great tale. Love Ursula. I mean, love Ariel. Um, Triton is awesome. Uh, and the movie's a brisk, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. You know, it's an 80 minute movie. And I think like, I guess we're just starting here. I'll just say this. All these Disney movies that are doing like shot for shot remakes or in this case, they're like, all right, it's mostly shot for shot, but then we're also going to add some stuff to the story. I guess, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of that. And I guess we'll just get my gripes out of the way first since we're here. Um, cause I actually, I enjoyed this, uh, this live action remake, a little mermaid. I liked it more than I didn't. Um, I, I just like, I kept watching it and I was like, okay, I know that this is new. There is a new Prince Eric song that is entirely forgettable. I've already, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you how it goes right now. Um, and it was immediately something that was like, oh, well that's new. Um, interesting. Okay. And then Scuttle played by Aquafina, She gets a song that she sings kind of briefly with Sebastian played by David Diggs. And it's just like a Hamilton-style rap in the middle of The Little Mermaid. And I know that, uh, oh gosh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I know that he's kind of played a part in some of the uh, the production for this. David Diggs obviously starred in Hamilton. Um, and and you know, I'm not going to say Aquafina is a great singer. Uh, there are other people in this movie who are great singers. But it just feels out of place. It feels silly. I mean, the song is not great at all. And Aquafina kind of already has a certain voice. I'm not saying one thing or another. Uh, she just has a very specific voice. And so her really overemphasizing that and, and rapping as a seagull just did not. It didn't work. It didn't work. I kind of I looked at my fiance while we were watching and it was just like, what the... Wow, I was like, I was with it for most of this movie. I was with most everything they were doing, and then that just completely takes you out. So, that aside, and the, uh, you know, I mean, whatever. The addition of Prince Eric's song is fine. My only other real gripe is the fact that, just like the Lion King, the animals look too real. And yeah, maybe some people are like, well, it's supposed to look real. It's live action. I get that. But I almost wished, I remember they had some render of Flounder that was going around, and I don't think it ended up being true. But Flounder just looked silly. He just looked like a silly fish. Kind of real, but almost hellish as well, but definitely had more animated eyes and a mouth and all this kind of stuff. 
And then it was like, oh, there's no flounder in the movie. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe that's better because I guess if they're trying to do a more serious live action take, it might be easier without Flounder the Fish. I don't know. Maybe they would tell a different story or mix it up a little bit. But no, we get like really photorealistic sea creatures in the movie, which is fine. But every time there's a musical number or any time they talk and any time they feel an emotion, just like in The Lion King, you just don't read any of that. None of that shows on their faces. Um, and it was just, I'm like, it's just frustrating for me, I guess maybe more than some other people. Um, because I can appreciate what they're trying to do, making it look as realistic as it can. But you lose so much of the wonder and the dazzlement and the cheesiness. And, you know, it, it should be cartoony to a degree because that's what you're adapting. You know, if you're going to have all these sea turtles playing bongos and all these sea stars turning into like jazz hands and stuff, you know, I kept kind of waiting for the little starfish from Finding Nemo or just some like little ridiculous face on one of those guys. Um, but it wasn't there. And so, and, and again, that's, I'll say that's about it as far as any of my gripes go. Again, I liked this movie. We'll move into what I enjoyed. I feel like I just kind of had to get that out of the way and off my chest because I don't know how many live action Disney movies we are deep now, but I still think none of them has touched Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. But again, that might also just be me. Halle Berry takes on the role of Ariel, and that's Halle Berry of Halle and Chloe. Um, I don't even know how to the right description for the kind of music they do, but they're just great singers, um, great artists individually and together. Um, and so, you know, I think some people in certain groups or of certain minds were a little pissed or upset that, you know, a black girl was going to be playing Ariel, which is ridiculous and unwarranted, but unfortunate in the world that we live in, that people do think like that foolishly. Um, I thought she was terrific though. Her voice definitely, I mean, she's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. And I think towards the end of the movie, she really kind of comes into the character as far as the songs go. Because she does kind of put her own little spin on some moments of Part of Your World. Um, a couple other songs where it's like, okay, I'm like, she's really singing here. You know, it doesn't feel as musical, perhaps. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Because I, I, you know, I again, I really, I think she was terrific. Melissa um, McCarthy was one of those who I thought would probably be good in her role as Ursula, just because I think she's a great actress. She knows how to ham it up, but on a level that's still entertaining and not overboard. Um, and she was freaking awesome. She killed it as Ursula. That I mean, that was probably poor, unfortunate souls has always been a favorite of mine as far as songs go in the movies. Um, and she killed it. Um, her, her animation I thought was really great as far as her giant tentacles went, how she moved around and everything. Um, I thought she was fantastic. Um, and then Sebastian played by David Diggs. I really like David Diggs. Um, I don't know what I thought maybe was missing from his performance as Sebastian. Like maybe a, like, I'm not going to do that impression. Sorry. <laughs> Um, maybe like a, I don't know, there was a, a deepness to the original Sebastian's voice that I felt maybe was missing. Um, 
And maybe it's just because I recognize David's voice well. Um, but I like, you know, he was definitely funny. He was definitely funny as Sebastian. Um, it just, you know, he and Flounder are as involved as they can be. And I think the crab ends up looking better than the fish, because at least the crab eyes, you can kind of decipher a little bit. Um, you've got Javier Bardem, who played King Triton. A huge Javier Bardem fan, and I thought he did pretty well in this role. Um, when he kind of pops out of the water, his wig looks a little odd. Um, and I think this is just a symptom that we're all going to be feeling in a post-Avatar 2 world. Um anything that's shot underwater or around water now is going to be highly scrutinized. I mean, I noticed tons of stuff in this where it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's crazy to me. Obviously I know Avatar had the biggest budget of any movie ever. Um, but it is just, (laughs) it's hard. It's hard to look at both oceans, the sea life, the seamlessness of the actors. You can tell, Obviously, in Avatar, they were filming underwater, and that's why so much of it looks so realistic. Um, And in The Little Mermaid, you can tell, okay, a lot of this probably wasn't shot in water, and that's fine. Um, But then the mermaids, you know, their bodies, it's interesting. It looked almost kind of like body paint was how they kind of fused the, or maybe they used body paint as a practical application for the tails, and then kind of did a little CGI as well, I'm not sure. Um, but you know, their, their take on mermaids and how they looked was also interesting. Um, but also in my head kind of paled a little bit in comparison. Again, it's not a fair comparison, but if Disney wants to own everything, including Fox who produces Avatar, then you know what? I think, I think we all deserve for Disney to step it up just, just a little bit, just a little bit when it comes to these live actions, you know, these are treasured stories, um, that have endured, decades um and the music truly has endured time um and so it's something that i wish they would take a little bit more care in rather than just pumping out remake after remake after remake and you know inserting random songs just because we want lin-manuel miranda to get us a tony or emmy or oscar nomination for a song and it's just not necessary um it's just not director rob marshall who directed Chicago, which phenomenal. He did Memoirs of a Geisha. He also did Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns. He's, for me, kind of all over the place. Because he can do it. Like, there were almost moments where I felt like The Little Mermaid, that they could have done what they did with Hamilton and, like, filmed, like, really filmed well, a well-executed stage version of the little mermaid. Um, because again, it's like, if they're like, I think of the lion King on Broadway and the creativity you get with all of the different animals and how they were created, whether it was paper mache or different materials and just how you can tell that same story, but in a really new fascinating way. Um, and so I was almost waiting for some of that as well. When it came to this movie, it's like, how, how can we make it just a little bit different or how can we kind of stamp our, our own take on this. Um, And so then I think of Into the Woods, though, which I was not... I mean, I liked the music, but I think the movie's kind of all over the place. Um, And Mary Poppins Returns, I kind of already forgot about, as well as that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So I'm just... 
you know, Rob Marshall, he's a safe bet. This movie's a safe bet. It is already just, I think, again, the story itself and the music really lends it to being a step above some of the other Disney animated content. Um, and I liked it. I did. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it's definitely something I would watch on Disney+. Plus. I did want to see it. I missed it opening weekend. Um, and it was one I was like, okay, you know what? I'll go see this on my own if you don't want to watch it. But I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I watched it with great company. So I, it was a good time. It was. I don't know what the next Disney live action is. Again, I just hope that, you know, put that little, little bit more time and care into it. And then I think they're really going to have something spectacular. But Halle Berry, uh, Melissa McCarthy, phenomenal, phenomenal top to bottom, incredible music numbers. Uh, this is something everyone in the whole family will enjoy. Just, you know, be aware. It is longer and there is more in this movie than the first. So don't expect a quick little wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, like the first one. But thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll be back soon with more summer blockbusters. I mean, we're just, we're rolling at this point. So stay tuned. Thanks.